Welcome to True Life Sessions. This is a podcast produced by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes with one goal in mind. And that goal is to have real life conversations with coaches and athletes. If you don't know me, my name is Michael Hawks and I serve with FCA in the Pacific Northwest region. And I want you to take a trip with me as we get to journey around and have real, raw, one-take conversations with amazing coaches and athletes. And our hope and goal in this podcast is that we would learn what it looks like to follow Jesus, not only on and off the field, but for the rest of us that aren't coaches and athletes, following Jesus in our everyday life. Let's get into it. Today we have an amazing episode because we're going to sit down with Abby, who is a coach in Kelso, Washington, and she coaches volleyball at Kelso High School. Abby shares briefly on what it means to love Jesus on the court when you're coaching and when you're off the court as a coach, and really how to preach Jesus's gospel with our lives. It's such an amazing conversation. I'm so excited for it. And then on the other end of that, we're going to be sitting down with an FCA staff person. His name is Kane Ulrich, and he's going to help us walk through and debrief a little bit about what Abby talked about, and we're going to learn more about some strategies that FCA has. It's an amazing time, amazing conversation with some amazing people. I hope you're ready to learn. Without any further ado, here's my conversation with Abby. Well, what's going on, FCA? Welcome to True Life Session. Uh, If you didn't realize, we are in a gym right now, almost a basketball gym, but this isn't a basketball court right now, is it? No, it is not. No, it is not. We are sitting on a volleyball court. Absolutely. Yes. In Kelso, which is uh, in Washington, in Cowlitz County, FCA serves up here in Kelso, and I have an amazing coach, Miss Abby. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. good. Okay, we're gonna get right into it because we got a lot to talk about. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, how long have you been playing volleyball? Oh, okay. Um, I've been playing volleyball since sixth grade. Okay. So seven, eight, nine, um, math. 10, 11, <laughs> 12. and then I played two years after. So uh, I didn't, I eight didn't, years. I didn't do them. Okay, I eight didn't years. do the math. I was like, yeah. hopefully you got it because I don't have eight it. Eight years. I'm not. Uh, how math. long have you been coaching? Um, this will be my fifth team, fourth year. Fifth team, fourth year. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite snack? Um, hummus and crackers. Oh, I thought you were going to say like Cheetos or something, but that's great. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, what's your favorite restaurant in this area up here in Nips Washington? Nips Burgers. Nips Burgers. Yep, it's a local joint. Oh, okay. It's really I have good. to check that stuff out. Okay. All right. Well, let's just get into it. Okay, okay Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you coach here at Kelso, but that isn't like... And you've been a part of FCA, but that this isn't like the first time you've been a part of FCA. You wanted to kind of tell the story yeah. of like so me being a Kelso's new, I'm actually from Vancouver, Washington. Okay. I moved here in 2018 to play volleyball at Lower Columbia College. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got involved with FCA. So I became a student leader my freshman year and then um I just fell in love with it. I was mm-hmm. like, I wish I had this at my high school. Like yeah. I'm jealous. Um, but I stayed involved for two years and then afterwards I started coaching for clubs. Mm. And then this year, I was like, okay, I'll coach for Kelso High School Volleyball. Um, so I'm the varsity assistant here, and it's wow. been, like, the most amazing experience. Um, my cousin Bella plays on the team, so oh, I get to awesome. coach her. Yeah. And all the other girls I've known since they were, like, sixth grade. And mm-hmm. so that's been really cool to, like, see them grow. Um, but now I'm here, and FCA is really involved at this school. Mm. And I love that. Um, like, I love to get to see my girls, like, do what I did in college. Mm. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so on the flip side of the coin, so a lot of FCA ministry is directed towards athletes, but a lot of our ministry is directed towards coaches. So mm-hmm. on the other side of kind of the our two part of how our ministry works, yeah. as a coach, how do you feel like you're growing in this season because of what FCA did in the past in that investment or 
kind of what now, just in the presence of Kelso, like how do you feel encouraged and equipped? Um, so my FCA leaders in college, like the people above me that discipled me, that encouraged me, um, they were always willing to say yes. Mm. They were always willing to open their door to me when I had a bad game or they were always open to me sitting at church with them. Like they mm. never told me no. They were yes. They were so invested in me. And now that I coach here at Kelso, like that's my goal for these girls. Like mm. if they're like, coach, can you stay after practice? Yes. Mm. Can you work out with me before practice? Yes. Want to come in on Sunday? Absolutely. And I'm in the stage of life where I can do that. Like my schedule is open to them and I'm 100% invested mm. here in them. And having someone say yes every time is important because, you know, some girls don't have that support at home mm. or some girls don't have that support in the classroom. And when they come here, you know, they're not home. Their parents aren't here. Their teachers aren't here. And so I like to be that person that, you mm. know, says yes to them and wants to invest in them. Yeah. I mean, we, we say it all the time, but I think it was Billy Graham that says a coach will impact more athletes mm -hmm. in a year than most of us will in our Absolutely. lifetime. Yeah. And I think that's, that's such a important thing to remember, especially for you, like in this season, um, like why do you coach though? I mean, you love volleyball, uh -huh. right? I love volleyball. But from what you're talking about, you haven't really said a lot about volleyball, <laughs> which is okay. Yeah. But why do you like love coaching so much? Um, I've had really good coaches mm. and I've had really bad coaches. Um, and the good coaches are my friends right mm. now. You know, like yeah. I talk to them monthly. Yeah. We hang out and I want to be that for these girls. Wow. I don't want them to have that bad experience. Um, having like the love for the game will mm. last forever. Mm -hmm. And I've had coaches that have made me almost lose that love for the mm. game. Dang. And I don't want any of these girls, I mean, any athlete to ever lose the love they have for any sport. Mm. So I love coaching because... I know what makes a bad coach and what yeah. makes a good coach. And I'm not a perfect coach. You know, mm -hmm. no coach is perfect, but I try my best to be loving and be kind and um, being supportive on and off the court. The off wow. the court is really the big thing. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So let's imagine, hopefully, that on the other side of the screen, you got a football coach, you okay. got a softball coach, um, and they're having this like kind of tension because they love Jesus, but they feel like they can't share. Mm. with their mm -hmm. athletes about who Jesus is. Yeah. Do you got any like practical tips of like, what is it, what does it look like for you to like um, embody the presence of Jesus and practice the way of Jesus, like here as mm -hmm. a coach and showing um, him to your athletes? Yeah. Obviously I'm not like preteen at practice, yeah, sure. you know, um, but I encourage them in positive ways. Mm. The girls will tell you that I'm the, I'm not the meaner coach, but I'm like more intense. Mm -hmm. Like if they're not doing good, like they're going to know. Mm. Um, and, but they know it's all out of love. And so like for when it comes to like what you can do to like be Christ-like coach, mm. I would say um, be classy. Mm. If you lose, don't throw a fit. Don't pout. Um, mm. Hold your head high and say, what are we going to do the next day to get better? Mm -hmm. How are we going to beat them next time we play them? Mm. Um, keeping it classy um keeping being respectful mm -hmm. you know like if a girl's like oh, did you hear this you know be like you know we're not going to talk about that like if you want to have a meeting let's do that with them mm -hmm. like we're not going to gossip here and um yeah I think those two things are what I like to try to accomplish yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um and I think I think too you said it in the beginning too but even just like your presence with mm -hmm. the girls outside of practices yep. outside of games I think that is such a a key thing that a lot of people miss, like, oh, thank God, practice is over. I got I to gotta go home. I got to mm -hmm. do my own thing. But I think just to encourage you, just that lifestyle of, like, man, like, I'm going to do something 
even outside. I'm just going to be yeah. there for them. Um, so before all the lights cut out, because this is <laughs> they're going to go. Those, this is one of those smart gyms where go. they just cut off when you don't move. I think it's really dope. But I'm also cool. like, man, I got to hurry. Um, <laughs> how can we, as FCA, as the community, Instagram, mm-hmm. wherever this is at, like, how can we yeah. best be for you? How can we best pray for you, support you? Just, just know that like the people on the other side of this are, are there on, in your corner. Yeah. Like, how can we do that for you better? Um, for me and probably any other coach, uh, energy, mm. we put a lot of time yeah. outside mm. of the court. Like there's nights where me and the head coach are texting us at mid, we're texting at midnight and it's like, mm. we can't sleep. Like we need to figure out practice. Like, why do we lose? Like, what can we as coaches be doing better? Like we're always trying to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but also probably like prayer for grace like we mm. need to give ourselves grace yeah we can't take it all on like god's helping us mm. um and yeah so just for grace and energy and um to win state like yeah, i mean on. like come, come on, on. Like, like we're, we're getting there <laughs> like we got third two years ago then covid and like we're really trying to get it this year that's awesome yeah, so like that's our goal yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like yeah. people this is just a side rant but i feel like people have confused like the christian life with like not wanting to win yeah but like, I'm like it's okay to want to win yeah it's like I like, follow a we want god's kingdom to win everything so, so like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're a winning group over here absolutely anyways no that's super good that's super good um i would say uh i just want to encourage you like the I, I was here at practice so this has been filmed on the other side of practice and i don't know what it is about volleyball this is the first volleyball practice i think i've okay. been to you all are the most encouraging teams <laughs> Like, I've ever seen in my entire life, like, people are diving and people are screaming at each other. Yep. And usually, like, I grew up in sports and it was, like, screaming was not, a, like, oh, no, you were we on scream. the bad side of it. Yeah, but, like, scream. on and for some reason on the volleyball court, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's almost just, like, just such an encouraging. Yeah. And, man, I was, like, I was thinking to myself, like, man, I wish I treated people like this. Like, oh, you hit in the ground. Life, That's okay. Like- <laughs> Get on up. Scream, do the whole woo. Hit the ground, you know. like. And uh, I just want to encourage you, like, that is such a cool thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um as a team from a team aspect. And I think that's how God wants his church to be. Like when I look at the volleyball team, like here at practice and I'm like, man, I wish, I hope one day that God's church can look Mm, like that. Like Like we're just, yeah, we're just running after after it together. We're trying to win state or whatever. Like, (laughs) but man, like when people hit the ground or people do good, people do bad, it's Mm -hmm. always this like yelling of encouragement. I think that's so good. So we will definitely be doing that for you. Thank you. you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Like for more grace. Gosh, Lord knows I need it. Yeah. We'll definitely pray for you. Um, (laughs) Coaches, athletes on the other side of the screen, if you could just take some time today to lift up Abby here at Kelso High School. Uh, Go go Kelso. Highlanders. 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 And it's H-I. H-I. Some schools spell it H-I-G-H, and our girls get oh. really offended. So we are the H-I Highlanders. Okay, the H-I Landers. Cool. That's 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 cool. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, cool. it's the right spelling. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so the Highlanders, if you could pray for the Highlanders, they're trying to, they're trying to make it to state, win state, yep. and uh, we're here to support you in any way that we can, and we really thank, thank you. you just for sticking with it and uh, allowing FCA to just be a part of your life and mm. the journey that God's taking you on. And um, I know the staff people up here, Kane, They'll be right alongside you, but um, hope you're encouraged, okay? Yeah, We're thank here for you. you. Wow, thank you so much, Abby. That was so encouraging for me to hear. Um, and then now, as we move into the second half of this podcast, we say at TLS that we want to, one, hear from a coach, hear from an athlete about what it means to follow Jesus in their everyday life, but then on the back end, really debrief and 
add some more detail to what that actually looks like with a staff person or with a leader in the community. And today, like I said earlier, we have Mr. Kane Ulrich sitting with us today in the podcast studio, which we're kind of in a studio right now. This is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. The coolest. <laughs> the coolest. <laughs> Man. Okay. So Abby has just really just dropped a bunch of bombs on us. So, uh, yeah. so much wisdom, so much knowledge. Um, you, you, anything in that talk just stick out to you as an FCA staff person from what Abby said? I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is just the longevity of Abby's story mm. with how she got engaged with the ministry and as an athlete, and now she's coaching, you know, and being a difference maker for the next generation. Just gets me fired up. Yeah. And so do you want to like talk a little bit about that more, just that investment? Because from what I understand, you have been a part of that story just as an FCA staff person, not you as the superhero, as Jesus is the superhero, right, but, right. but you've kind of been in her life and seen her go from that early stages as an FCA leader to where she is now. You want to kind of talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Abby has grown in amazing ways, and I think one of the biggest ways is her confidence in who she is in Christ. So Abby got plugged in with FCA as a student leader at Lower Columbia College, and uh, she was being discipled, um, which is absolutely amazing. That's what our ministry is about. But she's being discipled, uh, essentially going through you know, the valleys and she's on the mountaintops. And now it's just consistency. That's the best way to say how I've seen Abby grow within her faith, um, within her walk with the Lord and just with her influence now as a coach. That's awesome. So Abby is hopefully just an example or a testimony of something that we believe that's happening across all over the nation in FCA's ministry with coaches ministry. You have such a heart for coaches ministry. You want to share kind of where that heart is in you of like, man, I just love, I know, I know me and you have talked offsite a lot of times of just like the Lord has just made your heart for coaches. Why, why do you think that is? I think the first thing that I'm recognizing, um, being on staff with FCA or being just a leader in the community, it's lonely. Mm-hmm. Leadership's a lonely gig. So the burden in my heart is a lot of coaches are lonely and they don't have a great community outside of sports. So I think for me, um, being on staff with FCA and our, our strategy of to and through the coach, it's how do we help coaches first by engaging them, getting them in a community where they're growing and their relationship with the Lord and a local church, and then helping them to leave a legacy um, that God has placed upon their life. So my heart behind it is if these are the biggest influencers within our community, if these are the people um, that are essentially shaping generations upon generations, uh, why would we have any other strategy? That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think, too, for a lot of listeners who might not know a lot about FCA's ministry, uh, I think uh, a a conception that people have about the ministry is it's just an athletic ministry. Like, this is something that, this this is a ministry that ministers to athletes mostly. And I know I've heard that just in my conversations, but really our main way of doing ministry is to and through the coach. Like, so you want to kind of talk about that? Like why we believe is the FCA ministry, why coaches ministry is so important. It's actually the vehicle in which we believe better ministry comes down the road. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, I think for me personally, the importance of to and through the coach is Every single year, athletes are graduating. They're moving on to the next level. But oftentimes, a coach, they have a lot more longevity. So a local football coach could be there for 20 years. If we're just investing in the athlete, there's a high turnover rate. But if we're investing in the coach, capturing their heart, helping them to be a a disciple who's making disciples, 
well, for the next 20 years, we're seeing disciples that are being produced out of his program versus just for, per se, you know, four or five years as we have student athletes that are passionate and fired up about Jesus. So I think that strategy, um, it's the long-term play, right? Because athlete ministry, uh, it's, it's attractive, it's fun, it's, man, that's, that's why you kind of get in the game. But I've noticed that uh, if we're truly going to reach every coach and athlete, we actually have to go to the coach first as we create this foundation within our community for every athlete that's playing for a Christian coach to have an opportunity to know the Lord. That's awesome. And I think, too, the re- <laughs> what's really awesome about coaches' ministry is I'm sure you've had your fair share of bad coaches, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and we, don't, we, we could sit here and probably talk for 30 minutes about why right. they were bad coaches. Right. But I think, I think what would be really cool is to talk about the good coaches in our okay. lives. Uh, for me personally, man, my high school football coach was almost like a second father to me. And I know in a generation uh, where a lot of kids are coming from homes where they didn't have the best relationship with their father, uh, or yeah. a parent in general, I know coaches somehow on accident, but more, but <laughs> more times than not actually fill that role. And I think um, my high school coach, the best things that he did for me was be present. And Abby talked about that in the podcast and I, in the TLS, and I thought that was so, so good. It was just like, in my presence, I actually show Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many times growing up in high school, you know, as a young man trying to figure out which way's straight and which way's the wrong way. I mean, my coach always had his porch light on and his door was unlocked and his coach's office was open. There was a really comfy couch in there. It was like, there was always this connection of like, hey, whatever you need at any moment in the day, I will be there for you. Um, and even too, at graduating high school, it was like super sad, not that the sport was ending, but that I was now moving on to a different group of coaches and now having to build that relationship again and, and, and leaving. And now it's, it's amazing. Me and my high school football coach still talk. Like I told him when I, my wife was pregnant, I was going to have a son. And my son's actually met my high school football coach. Like there was such a depth of relationship there that this is why we believe coaches ministry is so important because it is the long game for us to invest. But on the back end, the investment that they do make is so like so long and even I'm pulling on things on how to be a father from my high school football coach. Come on. Um, and me and my dad's relationship is great. I love my father. But there was a moment in time where it was like really hard. You know, all teenagers want to rebel against their parents. And it was like I needed that other voice in my life to keep me um, due north. And that was, that, was, that was super impactful for me. You have a good story of a good coach in your life? Yeah. Um, Way too many good stories to share on this podcast, that's for sure. Uh, obviously, want to respect the uh, the listener's time, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would just share, uh, it's, it's not a, a great moment in my life, but um, my junior year of high school, uh, was really enjoying the game of baseball, but I would say that it was still about Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, it was still about me, and uh, <laughs> it was a Saturday morning practice, and my team's, you know, inter- inter-squad scrimmage were down five zero bottom seven and uh, it's a three oh count my coach gives me a take sign and i'm like coach come on like my my team's down five oh right now you're giving me the take take? on a saturday morning practice i'm hacking so i uh you know i I go up there um in my pride and arrogance and just being all about myself and i take an absolute hack and i hit a pop fly um straight up the elevator shaft to the third baseman and my coach meets me uh, halfway across the diamond. So he meets me at the pitcher's mound, 
And he basically, um, I'll say in a loving manner. Yeah, for sure. It was probably a little heated back in the day, but <laughs> he asked me, did you see my take sign? And I said, well, yeah, like, why are you giving that to me? It's five, it's five zero three zero count inter-squad scrimmage on a Saturday. And he ended up kicking me out of practice. Wow. And we actually had our regional district playoff game the next week. Mm. So it was one of the hardest things that I went through in my life, but it was also so needed for me. Um, it helped me to recognize that it's not about me. So a coach that cared enough to provide accountability within my life actually shaped me to become a way better teammate, mm. better man, and to recognize that it's not just about you, Kane. Like mm-hmm. there's other people in life. There's other people on your team. Uh, it just, humility, that's what it produced in me, which yeah. amazing. I'm so grateful for my high school coach. Even in that time, there was tension. But mm-hmm. like you said, you know, we're text away, mm-hmm. friends, we can visit, talk, and share. And um, yeah, he's, he's an awesome man. Yeah, and I think, I think a word that you said in that that is so important is the coach shaped, you know. And, and that's why I believe FCA thinks coaches ministry is so important because the coach is shaping the athlete, like right now, like regardless if it's good or bad, but they're shaping them in some way. And we believe as a ministry, and I know you believe this too, to your core, that it's like FCA's mission is to help shape the coach in such a better way that they help shape others into forming them into the image of who Jesus is. And so kind of like practicality, what does coach's ministry look like here in Kelso like for you? Like how do you, how do, you do that on a weekly basis? So I would say that um, when I first started on staff with FCA, we kind of came into an area that there was one huddle going. You know, it, it was very new here. So in the early years, we, we used three-dimensional coaching a ton just to engage coaches to add value um, to their life first and foremost. We, we wanted to show up in their life and serve them. And from there, we noticed that relationship was beginning to be built and formed. So here in year five now, um, we still utilize 3D as a great resource, but we are essentially launching coaches huddles each season. Um, where we're having empowered volunteers who are leading coaches into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. So that's, that's our biggest heartbeat is how do we engage every coach, but the ones who are seeking and hungry for more, who want to be in a discipling relationship, how do we make sure they're getting fed uh, and coming alongside of them so that they're leaving the legacy, mm-hmm. you know, that they've been praying about, hoping for, and uh, really just why they got into coaching, essentially mm-hmm. to build the next generation. So... That's how we do it. We engage, we equip, and we empower coaches um, mm. to be the difference makers within our community. And you said you said three-dimensional coach. You would kind of give a brief, like, one statement. What is three-dimensional coaching for anybody that may have no idea what that is? Yeah, 3D coaching, uh, it's all about capturing the heart mm-hmm. of your athlete, of your player. Um, first dimension, you know, that's the fundamentals. Second dimension, that's the mind. Third dimension, that's, that's the heart. And uh, I truly believe that we're three-dimensional beings, so if you want to get the best athlete, you have to reach them in all three dimensions. So that's why we utilize that resource. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I think really to, to, to really land the, pan, the plane, we got to go back to Abby. So Abby talked about, you know, presence. She talked about how as a coach, she can't necessarily stand on the bleachers and preach the gospel of Jesus to people, but she can show the teachings of Jesus in the way that she lives. So maybe on the other end of this, there's an FCA staff person or there's a coach that is maybe sitting in this tension of like, I know Jesus is supposed to change every part of my life, but what does that actually look like when it comes to practice when nobody's listening to me and we're, you know, we've lost three games in a row. Like, 
do you have any things, tips and tricks that maybe you could help a coach on the other side of this really just help them embody the the life of Jesus without preaching? I think preaching is so important, but for our coaches in, in the world now today, that's pretty hard for them to do. So what does it look like to actually preach with their lives, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And I think it it's different um, depending on where you live, right? Yeah, for sure. So maybe in the Pacific Northwest, a little more challenging to mm-hmm. to plant and water those seeds uh, from a vocal standpoint. Um, but maybe you're in the South and, you know, it's like, hey, uh, fair game, coach. Like, go make disciples. <laughs> Get <laughs> so, after it. <laughs> so I, uh, I would just say that from a practical standpoint of embodying what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, your actions, first and foremost, are going to basically serve as an opportunity for you to preach without saying a word. Mm. So I think as a Christian coach or as a Christian athlete, um, everything that we do should, should be glorifying God. And I think what's so encouraging about Abby's story is she did that as an athlete, and now she gets to do that as a coach. Mm-hmm. And it gets, me, it gets me pretty fired up because in the life of an FCA staff person, like you want to see fruit. Mm-hmm. And Abby's such an encouragement and a testimony for me, but hopefully for everyone that's listening of, hey, this is what it looks like to produce fruit. So getting back to your question, the practical standpoint, um, live out your live out your walk with Jesus mm-hmm. but don't be shy mm-hmm. don't be timid if there's an opportunity recognize it obviously be wise but step into those moments and i would say uh specifically for coaches um contact your fca staff person locally and again i know i work for fca so i'm plugging fca like <laughs> you know hope, hopefully everyone you're a good staff person <laughs> you know hopefully i'll be getting some thank yous from uh from staffers across the country and the globe they're like hey man thanks for plugging uh contact your fca staff person but that's awesome reach out to your fca staff person because what i love about fca is um to and through the coaches our strategy so yes coaches be in bible studies yes coaches you know go to the coaching marriage weekends grow in your relationship but at the end of the day we're also going to come alongside of you and give you those tools, those resources where you can help your athletes to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I think how we do that um, is through team huddles. Mm-hmm. It's through the multi-sport huddles. Are you willing to facilitate you know, a local huddle on campus? Are you willing to open a classroom before or after practice where you know, maybe, maybe some student leaders are stepping up and they're leading it? And uh, you're like you know, the super fan, just encouraging them, yeah. uh, helping plug in. Because what I love is that you know, FCA is a club. It's, a, it's an organization that can be on campus because we got the club status. Yeah. But every club has to have an adult and an mm-hmm. advisor. And much like chess club, FCA is no different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, coach, uh, man, could you, could you help me understand that a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Fair game. They asked you so you can talk, right? So that's where I think we just got to step into it with boldness, with confidence, and um, just be ready with every opportunity. Yeah, and I think something that I've seen up in Kelso, too, that you do is this idea of character coaching, so actually allowing FCA to partner with the coach to teach uh, maybe not overtly spiritual things, but the foundation of those things are very yeah. spiritual in themselves, uh, using character coaching as a way to help build athletes. Um, I know that's something that you've done. Has that helped really in Kelso? Yeah, character coaching's been huge, and again, it looks looks differently uh, depending on where you're at yeah. location-wise, but we use character coaching uh, just as an opportunity to to serve, to come alongside the coach, to ask them, hey, what's your dreams for your program and how do you want to shape these young men or young women? So we're talking about integrity or teamwork or, you know, excellence, stuff like that. Uh, shout out to the core values of FCA, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
We basically just have an empowered volunteer that uh, is willing to give of, you know, one day of the week to share, uh, you know, for about 30 to 40 minutes and then go to practice and continue to love on these kids. So it's, it's been a great resource just to get our foot in the door. That's awesome. And I think for me, I'm not a coach. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a friend. I'm a brother. I'm a, you know. When I was listening to Abby, though, I, I really just felt this conviction of, like, she is preaching with her life in the gym. So what am I doing in the grocery store? What am I doing at the coffee shop? What am I doing when I'm walking down the street or I'm in my friend circles? Like, am, is my life actually preaching the gospel? And I think to wrap us up, it's really that's an encouragement from everyone, not just specifically coaches, but mothers, fathers, business people, business owners, baristas, cooks, chef, you know, whatever it may be that, that God could actually embody himself into you so much that you actually live the life of Jesus in everything. And I think I was listening to something earlier, and this guy was just reiterating that the Spirit is always at work in our community. It's not uh, pray for the har- harvest because there's a, there's a bunch of laborers. It's the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are actually few. So, so actually, me and you sitting here recording this, God is actually, His Spirit outside of us is, is working and moving in our community. So really, I think for us, as we close, it's really just a prayer of God, open our eyes to see you working already so that we can just join in with you. And I think, one, that's super freeing to me and maybe for a coach who's listening to this, thinking about their, their program, but it's super freeing to me that, that God's heartbeat is already moving for those that are lost in our community or those that are broken in our community, and we just get to join in with him. It's not that Michael's got to put the kingdom of God on his back and, and it's not going to advance unless, you know, um, but in my obedience, I can actually be a part of something beautiful, something amazing that Jesus is already doing in our community. So, Kane, I know we had talked about this before, but I would love for you to just pray to close us out for coaches who are in that tension, maybe coaches who don't know Jesus but are really investigating. And then for all of us who aren't coaches who are on the outside of that looking in, how can we best partner with them? But also, how can we live the life of Jesus in our everyday life? And I'd love for you to do that just to close us out today. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to pray. Father, I thank you uh, just for the opportunity um, to encourage the masses today. And I want to pray specifically for coaches. Would you just give them a tremendous amount of boldness and courage? Give them eyes to see the opportunities that are before them uh, in season and out of season, Lord. Just ask that they would recognize their influence, that they would recognize the call that you've placed upon their life. And I pray that they would just have a, an urgency within their spirit, Lord, to make disciples who make disciples, to plant and water seeds, Lord, where... We're seeing many, uh, many fellow coaches and athletes come to know you as Lord and Savior. And for the, for the coach that maybe doesn't know you, Lord, I'm just asking that you, Lord, through this message, would begin to soften their heart, that you would begin to draw them closer to you, draw them to truth. And I'm asking, Lord, that they would know you as Lord and Savior, the greatest decision that they'll ever make yep. within their lives. In Jesus' yep. name, amen. Amen. That's awesome. Well, thanks for listening. And Kane, thanks for being here with me. It's yes, sir. to talk with you, brother. Appreciate you. Wow, what an amazing conversation with Abby and Kane. I feel so encouraged, but we also hope that you are encouraged to live the life of Jesus and be the light of Jesus on and off the field. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of True Life Sessions. We'll see you next time.